This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in First Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today I'm interviewing a fellow friend. Her name is Lauren, and she is a master time coach with a spiritual twist. She's also a 2-4 splenic projector, so we connected through the human design program that I'm doing right now, which is obviously most of my interviews lately have all been about human design and just that program in particular with Eden. So obviously I've met a lot of incredible people. So I invited Lauren on today just because we've been chatting and we've been becoming really good friends. And I just wanted to have a conversation with her about her business, how she got into coaching and just naturally whatever comes up in conversation. So Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Super excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast. You're so welcome. And I mean, obviously as a projector, you're like, yes, wisdom. (laughs) I was invited to be on a podcast. And it's so fun that today I'm actually on two different people's podcasts. So it's a podcast day. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it so much. So let's dive into this. Can you share with our audience? Just tell us your, your backstory, I guess, about yourself and how you got into coaching. And then we'll just take the conversation from there. Oh my gosh. It's kind of a long story. So I'll try to give an abridged version, but if you get actually curious about aspects of it, feel free to ask more questions. So I actually was an eating disorder dietitian um, and had a private practice and was working in an eating disorder treatment center while I was going to school after school to become that, I had started listening to the Life Coach School podcast and really loved the model that Brooke um, was teaching on there. And it really fused well with my master's in psychology. So I really wanted to get certified as a coach to be able to use that with my clients. And I ended up working for the school, long story short, I got a position as their customer support. And then I ended up getting promoted and worked um, really closely with Brooke for like two and a half years. So throughout that time, I became a certified coach and then I became a master coach. And then the last two years, I've been off on my own again. And it's been so fun. I really love this because I discovered that podcast. Like, I think I've only listened to a few of her episodes, but it's so funny that you brought that up because I think it was actually fairly recently. I was just randomly on her website and then I saw how, you know, you could get certified and then you could actually work for the school. And so it's so interesting that you literally were like, oh yeah, I did this. And I was like, I randomly stumbled across this like the other week. Like I was just kind of browsing the internet, you know? So I love that. And the funny thing is, is I didn't work for her as a coach, like what you were seeing. Um, I actually helped set up that whole thing on the back end. So I was like more of an integrator and helping run the programs like back end infrastructure and stuff like that. So yeah, That's so cool. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So you obviously got into coaching through that avenue. And then how did you get into human design? Because obviously this is like I our, know. our drink of choice. <laughs> And even more so Gene Keys lately, you and I have been, I feel like that's what really started connecting us even more is 
our like newfound passion for gene keys and not a lot of people at least that I engage with in day-to-day life are like super fired up about that so that's why I really like talking to you about that um how did I find human design that's a really fun story too So I had also been following probably about the same amount of time as the Life Coach School podcast. So I had been following Just Lively and her podcast from like way back in the day. And so I was following her. And then last September, I went through her inner voice facilitator training program to get a certification because I collect all the degrees and certifications because hello, open heart. Um, so I got that one. And then also my two and hermiting, I like to study. And that like helps my mind deal with the like hermiting is like if we're being slightly productive, but I, I really do enjoy studying things. So I went through that certification. And I met Dana Evans. I didn't really meet her. I just saw her like in the chat on the calls and I found out she had a podcast and I, it was, it's called, um, what's it called? Insight or something. Her business is called Alignful. And it was really fun in her like intro. She talks about how she like dives into the woo things. And I hadn't really been open to like quote unquote woo things before then, but I guess inner voice training, like that's kind of woo. (laughs) And so I started listening to her podcast. And there was this one, one of the first episodes I listened to was with her human design coach. And they were talking about how they were both projectors. And as I listened to it, I splenically knew before I knew what splenically knowing was <laughs> that I was a projector too. And I was like, I have to be a projector. There's no way I'm not a projector. So I looked it up and pulled my chart for the first time, like last September or October. So like a year ago, a little over that. Um, and I was a projector, obviously. <laughs> so yeah, that was how I discovered it. And then her human design coach has now been my coach for a year. So that's fun too. Oh, that's so cool. I love how you like, it sounds like you kind of squirrel yourself into things. Like you find things and you like squirrel your way in and then it kind of like <laughs> blossoms into something else. And then you like squirrel into something else. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. It seems sometimes a little like MG ish, it feels like, like what I've been bounced around to and from. And it's funny because my business's design is uh, an MG. So yeah. That's so funny. So you're like totally tapping into that energy, right? I feel like I do. I feel like I'm like working with it whenever I'm working on anything business-like. I kind of feel like people will think that I'm an MG, but it's really just me like working with that energy a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. And honestly, so I'm a six two and I really feel that, you know, and I also have an open heart center and it's like, I have so many certifications. Like I think I've done like 11 or 12, including like SSCC, right. In the last two years, which is insane. I remember you had a post about that and I was like, Kayla's my person. We do this. (laughs) We both do this. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know. It's just like the whole wisdom essence of the two line is just like oh like give me this wisdom like wisdom like it's it's so it's just so magnetic you know like that's how I like to spend my time is like learning and consuming and then obviously you and I are in the gene keys big time right now so it's just like constantly firing back and forth these dm messages about like realizations and and whatnot but 
it's it's interesting because what I find is as a six two line, like I, I like to go and get the wisdom. Like we started studying gene keys, you know, in the summer, and then I didn't really start talking about it until like November. So I, I always need this like hermit time, you know, to like marinate in it. And then the sixth line pops up and I'm like, let me show you this vision. I'm gonna take you to the next level. Like <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I I probably started learning about it because I was a little quote unquote behind. I don't really believe in being behind, but I was behind the dripping of the content. And so I got into it probably in October, really. And I got caught up really quickly because I'll do that where I like hermit and like get up caught up really quickly. And then for me, I think because of my fourth line, I learn it a lot better in conversations with clients, in conversation with you, like that's what helps me then learn it. Yeah, that's so cool. I was actually wondering, like, what do you notice then when it comes to being a two four, when you go and you get that wisdom? And so do you find, was it kind of similar where you need to like hermit, absorb, and then do you, do you resonate more when you, let's say, discuss it with the community, like you said, or like me, I like like teaching it, like projecting it. And I guess that's the sixth line. Like I'm curious in other ways how you experience the four line. I like teaching too, because, but like to my community, to my network, like I don't love it as much like you do these amazing, like informational content like sliders on I call them sliders but like the I don't know what you call them carousels Carousels, yeah (laughs) on Instagram like you do all that and like put all that content out and you're able with your like generator self to like get all that out there and I used to try to do that back in the day on Instagram and it was like uh but I liked to then take the information like this month, I'm doing a workshop about our level two in that certification content is my project for level two. I'm doing a workshop about design infused business. And I'm taking a couple of aspects we learned about and teaching it to my community, my group clients, and then inviting anyone else in that wants to learn it. And I feel like doing that process, not only is there a lot of like creativity in creating the slides and the flow and what will the interaction be and where could I put like a fun, I don't know, YouTube video in or whatever, like that aspect, but then the like engagement with people on that will help me then remember it and know, understand it in a new way. And I think also there's like, yes, there's a little teaching because it's new information. I feel like I can't really like get around in a way, even though I'm not a sixth line, but there's more of the like leading and guiding as a projector that really helps me do it. It's then the coaching the clients after they learn the information and leading and guiding them in that deeper understanding that then helps me understand it more than the teaching of it does that make sense yeah no no no, for sure it's kind of like no I I love what you're saying actually it's so interesting to hear how we're literally in the same program we're being given the same information but we're like processing sharing teaching and holding space for it differently and this is literally the essence of human design of actually looking at your energetic imprint and how you're meant to show up and and teach that way you know like that or just share or be that Mm -hmm. way whereas before I feel like if people don't know human design they would just have all this information and they'd be like I don't know what to do with this or they would be trying to copy what other people are doing because they see it successful and 
you know, it's just, it's so interesting. I, I love to hear you share that. And it's, it is such a beautiful example of a two, four, especially that creating that community within the workshop that you're going to be doing in that like masterclass essence. Like that's so cool. Yeah. It's really, it's really, really fun. And I've been having a fun time lately making my community, like the, my group programs and like the way that I coach in group be a lot more fun and playful. I used to be a lot more like serious and professional and like I wouldn't have even come today like without makeup I don't have makeup on I have a little bit of lipstick on and I have like my hair up I would have felt like I had to take my shower and like gotten ready for the day put on something a lot nicer for you and like stuff like that so I'm even playing this month with changing the platform that I'm doing like the workshop on and other things that I do in my group uh, to a different platform that has a lot more like engaging interactive factors because I really want to create more of this like fun community network that I coach. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. And that's such a great example. Like anyone who's listening to this, that has a four in their profile, whether, you know, you've got it as a conscious line or unconscious line, like I love how you're bringing that playfulness in because that is ultimately what creates connection within a community, you know, that, that playfulness, especially being a coach and a guide. It's like, you're meant to experiment. Like you're literally meant to learn new things and it can be daunting. So when you make it playful, it's just, it just takes the heaviness out of it, you know? Yeah. And the more that I've played with that energy and that essence, the more I've been receiving recognition, which is really fun. And then also just like, the community is meeting me with that playfulness and energy too. And it's just way more fun for everyone. How many times can you say fun on a podcast? I'm testing that out today, but (laughs) yes. Oh my gosh. So actually let's dive into this a little bit deeper from a different angle. I was, I did a poll on my Insta stories the other day and somebody requested that I do a podcast episode on, you know, how projectors can feel successful in a world of sacral beings. And I was like, that's such a great example because obviously projectors are like 20% of the population, right? So I'm curious, when you found out, that moment that you found out that you were a projector, did you really pick up on the generator conditioning? Like how did that change your life when you found out that you were a projector? I feel like I'm still working on that and will be for the next however many years. Well, for sure six, if we believe the seven years of deconditioning. I was really burnt out at that time too. So it made a lot of sense to me that I was had been trying to keep up with y'all and couldn't because my body was starting to shut down too. Like I got diagnosed with adrenal fatigue around the exact same time. I was having all these crazy symptoms like in my body that doctors couldn't figure out what they were. And it all just kept being like, you should really just work on decreasing your stress and (laughs) chill more and all of the like projector aligned things. And the more that I've aligned my energy to being non-sacral and being a projector, the more that my body has been healing, even not take, I had like been trying all these different supplements, all these different diets and everything. And then finally my spleen was like, stop trying to do this with the mind. And just like, we'll, we'll tell you like what to, what to be and do. And I feel like that's actually been healing me a lot more than any of the supplements and all of that. 
one of the big things is I know I mostly know splenic projectors and that's really about trusting your intuition. Like the splenic center is your, where your fear gates live. It's your intuition. It's your physical awareness. So how do you tap into your spleen and get out of your head and your ajna, especially because you said they're undefined, right? So I can really resonate with that. I think that is like the most powerful thing for a projector to do is to, to come back into that authority and whether they're emotional or self-projected, a mental projector, any authority that you have getting out of your head, how do you, how do you work that and connect with it as a projector? Honestly, I'll say that the easiest way I have found is to do inner voice sessions. So I just hired Dana actually to be my coach for like the next three months because I had done an emotional clearing session with her a couple of weeks ago. And my inner voice, aka like spleen, it's like interchangeable to me because it's like the intuition inner knowing is the same thing. Um, I was able to access it so much more and I have a really hard time processing emotion on my own or bringing it up on my own without being around other people. So I have no problem crying when I'm like in a mastermind or in a group setting or with a partner. But when I'm on, I live by myself right now. And when I'm on my own, I can feel like there's emotion that I know I need to process, but I have a really hard time doing it on my own. And when there's that, then I can't really access my spleen as easily. It's not as clear. Like I need to process through that emotion first to get to it. And then when that's happening, then I'm really in my head and all of that. So I think it's also the combination and inner voice sessions with like breath work basically is what we're doing. So for me, breath work, getting in nature, um, practicing yoga even, or getting a massage, anything that really helps you get into your body and out of your head by design is really helpful for me that's so cool and what you said specifically about the your the emotions and whatnot is your emotional solar plexus is it it undefined or open it's undefined but I think it only has is it only one gate yeah I think I have like two gates one or two yeah yeah I've only got a couple gates coming off of the emotional center and it's interesting because I find I, I think you just helped me even realize that I, yeah, it's, it's a sacral thing too. Like I need something to respond to in order to feel the emotions. Like, Mm -hmm. let's say if I'm watching a Netflix show and it like the show, this is us. I don't know if you know that, that show. I used to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so emotionally charged that I can like watch it. And I'm like living the emotions of these people. And I'm sitting at my dining room table. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's crazy. Or, you know, I really have to even just think of like think of events but it's I do actually notice if I'm with someone I can pick up on their emotions like so easily and sometimes it can be overwhelming especially if they're out of a line like out of Mm -hmm. alignment I'm like okay like that's like that doesn't (laughs) feel good you know and and so anyone who's listening who has like an undefined emotional shoulder flex is like that's what happens (laughs) become an empath you're very sensitive you're going to pick up emotions (laughs) so The examples that you gave really like moving your body or even just getting massages or helping somebody help you move the emotions. That's how you process them, which I think is like super healthy, right? Yeah. It, it gets them moving. It's not like we eat to stuff them down or we like numb ourselves out by doing things that don't, you know, that don't necessarily nurture us. But I think it's really beautiful that you shared that. 
Yeah. And I think it's helpful for me to work with someone, even though I could work with someone that doesn't have a defined solar plexus, Dana is an emotional projector. So I find that because she's worked through mastering that center and riding her emotions and processing her emotions and all of that, she can then lend that wisdom to me in session. So I found that really helpful too. That's so cool. Oh my gosh, I'm loving this conversation. How we're just kind of like diving into the different aspects of our chart. Actually, let's continue this. What other, what other centers do you have defined in your chart? Yeah, so I have a root center defined and that's interesting because I attract a lot of clients that have undefined or open root centers. They're always like in such a hurry under so much time pressure being a time coach and like having done a lot of coaching around goal cultivation too. Like usually it's people with undefined or open root centers that feel all that pressure to like hurry up and check it off or hurry up and create the goal. So that's been interesting. (laughs) I would love for you to dive a little bit more into that because I have an undefined root center and I have like, I think I have like four or five gates coming off of it. Like it's highly activated, but it's just not defined. And my boyfriend, he's a splenic projector and he has his root defined. And like, I just pick up on that. It's like literally what you said, like this urgency to like get things done. And then also just like picking up on before I had the self-awareness with human design, I was like picking up on his energy of like his pressure. And then I would feel pressure, but it had nothing to do with me. Like that's such a classic example of like being out of aligned, like out of alignment. Right. Yeah. And I think too, when I was in less alignment with that, even though it's defined for me, I feel like I have been previously at a lower frequency sometimes, especially around certain bigger goals and stuff like that. That when I was in that, then more clients around me were feeling even more pressure to create certain goals or like hurry up and rush and get it done. Or then they'd have like a lot of shame or guilt around not doing that or whatever. So that's been really interesting to play with. So I would love to dive in to your coaching around like time management and goal settings because I really love how niche this is. And I would just really love to hear your success with it because I, I just think obviously it's it's niched, but it's also relevant to every single person, which is amazing, right? Yeah, it's been really fun. I used to have it niche even more and would say it was for the procrastinating perfectionist. That was like my tagline. And then I've since like played with different aspects. Yeah. So I got really well known in the life coach school community for the whole time coaching thing, because I was really productive working with Brooke. And so she had asked me to do a program with her. So I have this program. That's what, where most people find out about me, like very fourth liney. So it's called Monday hour one. And it's this process for time blocking using a digital calendar And a lot of people take that and use it against themselves. Like they use it as this very rigid rule situation. And the course, the way it was designed and recorded does come across that way, but that's not how I use it at all in actuality now, because it was probably recorded, I don't know, two, three years ago now. I have a much more flowy way and like know some root concepts I like to teach. And then I help 
clients customize the way they use the tools in a way that works for them. And so I love that now I have also like human design to help like meld with that if they're open to it. So I found that time is one of the best, at least in my experiences, constructs to help the mind sort of freak out and then have a lot of things to coach on. So you'll like start coaching on like something that seems very basic, like time management stuff. And then you end up processing like a bunch of guilt and shame about some ancestral something in session. So it helps like provide this gateway for growth and awareness in an unexpected way for a lot of clients at first. But our minds create so much drama over this construct that the minds made up anyway that I really like it as like kind of my entry point, if you will. That's so cool. And one thing that one thing that I really love is that, you know, I feel like time management can come across as very masculine and just yes. very the goal oriented aspect of being very masculine. But yeah. you were just talking about how you make it flowy and it's not as rigid. So I'm curious, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Because I feel like naturally people are like, oh, if you want to be productive, like you need to block your time and obviously have integrity and so on. So there's, there's like this heaviness around it, you know? Yeah. And I used to play into that probably more in the beginning when I first started doing it, but I've loosened up and become so much more like compassionate and way more feminine, balancing the feminine with the masculine tools. So yeah. So like one example is, so we still use like the tool of time blocking using a digital calendar, but there's so many ways that you can make it fluid and flowy. So for example, one of the things that I teach is to have at least an hour or two hours, depending on how long you're working for the day of like deep focused work. So like kind of like Cal Newport's book, Deep Work, where you have no notifications, you're not checking social media, you're like just heads down and in focus, which is super helpful for having an open or undefined uh, crown too. I attract a lot of people with that as well. Um, So you normally in the Monday hour one process, you would plan for what result will you create during that time? And it would be like on Monday at this time, from this time to this time, I'm going to do focus time and I have to create this specific result by the end. And there's no moving it or swapping it with other time blocks. And so now I've helped clients with like, they have regular times they want to do their focused work and they have ideas for what, which results they want to create that week. But let's say they sit down, like I actually did this this morning myself. I was working on my slides for this workshop um, yesterday, and I worked a little bit on them this morning before the sun came up, but then I went on my walk. And when I came back from my walk, I just really did not feel like it was time to finish them. And my mind could have been like, no, we have to, we were planning on finishing them, but they really don't have to be done yet. So then I was able to trust I'll finish them when I meant to finish them, which is a whole lesson that I've learned (laughs) over the, over the years. But then I ended up working on a different project that I was planning on working on on Monday instead today. So there's like a lot of like flexibility and swapping. And I feel like a lot of time coaches don't allow for that. They're like, no, you said you were going to do this. You need to do this thing if you are going to trust yourself. But if you really trusted yourself, then you would be able to trust yourself with being flexible when it's for you and not being like against yourself because you're just trying to procrastinate from like a lower frequency. 
I really love the way that you're talking about this because I played with this as a SQL generator where I've said, okay, at, between this time and this time, I'm going to do some graphics on Canva for Instagram mm -hmm. and I'll start doing them. And then I'm feeling resistance and I'm like, I really don't feel like doing this right now. And I'll stop halfway through and I'll start doing something else that yeah. lights me up. And then yeah. somehow I still get them done by the time yeah. that I need to post them. And I'm like, okay, like that's, that's amazing. Right. And so I yeah. think that it's, it's interesting because I could see how you could tie in like this, this structure is logical, for example, but I can see how you can bring in the authority of the human design, you know, yes. aspect and be like, okay, are you going to check in with your emotions? Like, how do you feel about doing this? Or like even being self-projected, it's like, okay, do you resonate with this? Like, does this feel like something you would do? Like, does this make you happy? You know what I mean? Like, it's so cool how you can bring that in rather than just using the head oh, I said from 2 to 3 p.m. that I was going to edit this podcast episode and then, but I'm actually really tired. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm there's really so much curious. more fluidity and I love it with human design. It helps with like create for the mind, like to have a little bit of structure even around the fluidity. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh my God, totally. So I'm really curious, like once you brought in human design into your business, what did that do for you? And what did that do for your clients in terms of getting results? Yeah, so for me, I feel like I'm still integrating it and bringing it in. But this year, I've worked way less than I ever have this whole year. And I will, I mean, the year's not over yet. So who knows? But right now, like where the revenue is, I probably will have made less than last year. But I'm totally okay with that because last year, I like overworked, not just for like being a projector overworked, but like probably like any design, like I was working, I don't know, 60, 80 hours a week, who knows? Yeah. So like, I'm very good, like solid with that, but I would just say like the way that my, I am like my aura is for sure changing. Like my copy is getting way softer. I'm starting to get a lot more engagement, DMs, you know, recognition, like I was telling you. There's a shifting in, I had posted this on, and you responded to it on my Instagram stories yesterday. Like there's a great clearing happening right now, like on my Instagram following, on my email list, there's like lots of unsubscribes, lots of unfollowing happening. But then there are also more people now resonating and telling me like they didn't used to resonate with my work, but they're starting to realize now that they do, or they never would have hired me last year, but now they feel drawn to hire me now. So I feel like having better, like quote unquote better, or like more aligned clients and community. And that may mean so much more to me than like just having like extra money now and even my relationship with money and like how graspy I think I was before or just how like narrow-minded I was with even the definition of success going back to like my signature right is like it used to be like success of course it's only like revenue amount is a very big thing in like the community that I <laughs> come mostly from and so I'm glad that it's starting to get more rich and layered, like having more time freedom. My whole point in creating more money was so that I could have more time freedom, but I'm realizing it can, I could have the time freedom now. 
I was just talking to someone, this reminds me, I was talking to someone last night about how I live without an alarm clock and how I always thought that that would only happen when I was retired, after I made all of the money and had all the investments to be retired. And so I was like killing myself to be retired early so that I could be without an alarm clock. But now I'm realizing, you know, you can just have all those things now. So I feel like that's what it's given me is like showing me that I can have everything that I desired now rather than later. Yes. I literally, everything you just said spoke to my soul (laughs) because same thing for me last year, I was working full time and running like my business and showing the fuck up full time. And I'm, I know, like, I mean, like you said, the year's not over, right? But last year I will have made more money than this year. But the thing is now, especially the last few months, so I quit my nine to five, the end of September. And now I'm in this this space of, you know, pregnant possibility, like anything could happen, but I'm definitely not making the income that I want to be making. But the thing is, I have so much time. I've slowed down so much and I'm really like getting into, and I literally wrote a channeled message this morning about success as well. Mm, And like the idea of prosperity. Yeah. And I was just, you know, the slowing down, I'm like, oh, this just feels so good. Like I really don't need to be working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And even if I'm making a bit less money right now, like mentally I feel good. Like I don't, I don't have an alarm either. Like I wake up between, you know, seven, seven 30 every day without an alarm. And I can see how I show up in my relationships, how I show up online. Like, it's just, it's softer, like you said, right? And it really is trusting. It's the gene keys as well, learning about the gene keys and like really the pearl, especially prosperity. That's what I'm really diving into right now. And just the human design, like really trusting that and like really looking at like, whoa, you know, this corporate conditioning, like you need to work X amount of hours. When you get to retire, there's no alarm clock, you know, like this shit that we subscribe to that we don't even realize is just unconsciously planted into our brain, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm getting like (laughs) shivers because it's so true. And it's funny too, like even the way we're talking about it, it's like, we're still talking about like time having to do with money, right? Like it's so obsequious, like everywhere in our construct, like, I feel like it's almost like in our very cells because it's been passed down generation to generation that they're so connected when they have actually nothing to do with each other, which is why I feel like the prosperity and pearl sequence situation is very fun. Oh yeah. And honestly, that's like, so my vocation and my core wound, that's the start of the pearl sequence is gene key 34. And the, the shadow of that is force. And you and I talked about this. And so this is really something that I'm overcoming and contemplating right now is this aspect of having to force things to happen, but force tying in with having to work hard, having to do a lot, having to, you know, be extremely vulnerable, like just having to force everything to the limit in order to get results, get more money, get more clients. And so I'm really just surrendering to this. Because the next, the next gift, the gift of that key is inner strength, which is just for me is like just being like you are strong no matter what. And there's nothing to force because you are rooted in your strength. And the highest expression of that gate is majesty. 
being majestic as fuck. Like, what does that look like, Kayla? Like, that's what I'm asking myself. And so this is what I'm using. That's why, like, we, that's why we're obsessed with the gene keys, you guys. Like, there's literally no shame here. Because I'm like, oh my God, I would way rather tap into this than, you know, working and trading time for money. Like, this is way better, you know? Yeah. And I see similarities even in my vocation. Mine's 25. And the shadow is constriction. Like, I feel like forcing and constriction, like they're kind of like in my mind go together in some ways. And it also, I think the dilemma is anxiety, which I've always like, quote unquote, struggled with anxiety. So that's like, it speaks to me. And the gift of the 25th is acceptance, which has been coming out so much more in the way that I coach and like what I basically teach my clients how to do. So it's so beautiful. And then universal love is the city. So it's awesome. That's yeah. I just, it just, that's what I love about the gene keys is that it's not about doing, you know what I mean? Like you Mm -hmm. talked about the different ways of coaching and, you know, let's say like blocking off your calendar or, you know, doing journaling or doing meditation. Like these are like doing things, but yeah when it comes to activating the gene keys, like literally Lauren and I having this conversation right now talking about our experience, like our life experience about the specific gene key around what success is, prosperity. And it's obviously the pearl sequence. It's like, it's the realization that creates this unfolding of things to be seen differently. And then when we see things differently, you know, we feel different. When we feel different, we think different. When we, that, that, and that is like, you will then take different action. Like it's like the last thing you do it's not the first thing. Yeah. And I love, yeah, I love that about the gene keys too. I'm like, can we just stop talking about any of the doing and just (laughs) contemplate? And yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's one of the amazing things. Like I'm so excited to have human design gene keys, and then you can like slap that on with any other coaching modality. Like, you know, I have NLP hypnosis. I've got like law of attraction, energy mastery coaching, like Reiki, like all of it, right? There's just, it's just a tool to complement and really accentuate whatever it is you're already doing. But I just love it because it's not like, this is what worked for me. Like one, two, three, you know what I mean? It's very like, what is your energy? Like you, like the listeners, you heard how Lauren and I are in the same program. We're, we're getting the same videos. We're processing it, processing it differently. And we're sharing it differently because we know our human design. And that is ultimately going to make the impact that we're designed to make with our community. Yeah. And yeah, I really love that because like it helps me also get out of this like gross expert energy too. And like really work on, yeah, what's your energy? What's your chart? Like I almost can't even help myself anymore. Technically, like my main program doesn't include anything human design. But now like on live coaching calls, I can't help but ask if they know their design. I have to inter- intertwine it if possible now. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. I totally get it. Like I created this two month money program this year in the oh, spring, yeah. right when we started human yeah, design. There's, that. there's nothing human design in that program, but I'm like, I don't even know. Like I need, I need to add it in because I just, it doesn't even feel, I don't even feel connected to it anymore because human design has like just changed everything. (laughs) Yeah. I feel the same way. It's funny because I was talking to my like coach and who's in my, in the mastermind with me too. Um, And they were like, 
well, you're not selling your program right now because you don't talk about it really ever. And like, you don't sound passionate about it anymore because second line, like marketing passion is like the thing. And that's, I think what you just said, it's because I know a different way to like a lot of the concepts that I teach in it are still very valuable, very true, but the way in which I want to set it up now is very different. And I want to infuse all the human design and gene key stuff. So I've been kind of, I don't know, praying or like contemplating or asking my spleen to like reveal how that's going to come through. And people have started to ask me that are in that program, if I'll do something with human design and gene keys. I was trying to like force that earlier this year because I was so excited about it, but I wasn't really being invited yet. So they like were flopping, but now I feel like people are actually excited, starting to get excited and open to it. So that's fun. That's so good. I love that you waited for the invitation. Well, I didn't. And they like the things I tried didn't sell. So I was (laughs) like, okay, (laughs) which never happens for me. I usually like sell or oversell things that I do but they've all been by invitation but I didn't know that before so yes this is something that I'm really exploring is having that that undefined head and open Ajna like I get inspired all the time this is why I have zero followings on Instagram now like I just can't do it and it's like I I know that I sometimes self-generate ideas like something will inspire me and then I'll generate an idea but I'm not actually responding to like what my audience is asking for or you know, just something that I see people are asking for it may not be directly to me, but I'm not responding yeah. to something that's showing up online. I and do so the that, same thing. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, I'm just not going to do anything. Like I cleared yeah. my whiteboard this morning and I was like, I have no plans. I want love to do it. one-on-one coaching right now. And I'm, that's it. So I love it. Yeah. Cause I, I just couldn't do it. I was like creating things, sharing them. Yeah. No one was signing up. I was getting yep. frustrated. Like it was literally yep. a cycle that just wouldn't stop. <laughs> Yeah. And I was, so for example, the workshop that I'm doing this month, that's like inside my program, but now I'm also selling it to people outside. The only reason why I thought that was a good idea before, but then somebody DM'd me and asked me, can I get just the workshop and not join your program to get it? (laughs) And then I did a poll on Instagram and other people wanted it too. So then I was like, okay, then I will create it. And now I don't know, like six people are at least joined. So that's fun. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. See, I hope like the listeners, like you're hearing us how we run, we both run and do things differently because we're obviously very different in terms of human design. But when you learn about your human design and you bring that into your life and you bring that into your business and you contemplate your gene keys and you just, you just decide to like, we like, I can just tell the way that we're talking, like we're sharing so openly about the shifts that we're having in our life and even just you know letting go of constructs of time and money and it's just a lot more flowy and it just feels really good well I really loved our conversation today and it was so flowy and you know I just it was so it was so great to just kind of bounce around and talk about different things and I I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom and so I want to ask you I want to invite you if you can just share one last piece of wisdom that you want the audience to know that just intuitively comes to you Mm, what came was to stay in the now moment as much as possible so like what Kayla's talking about clearing the whiteboard (laughs) just being in the 
liminal space or the openness there and then following your strategy and authority. So the more you can stop future tripping, which is what I've been really working on lately is remembering that my spleen speaks in the moment for the now moment. And it's not for all this future planning that my mind likes to do. Yes. I love what you just said, future tripping. Like it's, I love it because it's like literally taking a trip to the future, but then it's like tripping over the future, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I just have to let my mind like come up with a plan. Like I'm going to do that a little bit this weekend of like in the future, like penciling stuff in just so that my mind, it's like a coloring book for my mind almost that it can like play with. But now it's not like, this is what we're doing and sticking with. It's just like, if this is what flows, then this is fun. And the mind had its fun coloring. Yeah, it's kind of like you're distracting a child. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) pretty much putting them into the corner. Here's your crayons, like abundance. Here you are, but we're not actually doing that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I like that you think that's what we're doing, but it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh, so good. Oh, can you please tell our audience where they can connect with you and your website and everything? And I will add all of that into the show notes. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I would love to have you come connect with me on Instagram. Say hi in the DMs. I'm at the Lauren Cash now on Instagram. And same thing, thelaurencash.com. You can check me out there. And then my podcast is called The Ease of Hustle. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on today. It's such Thanks a great for conversation. You're so welcome. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. I hope that you got lots of golden nuggets as we bounced around in our flowy conversation. And of course, make sure that you like, comment, leave a review. And if you listen, share this on your social media and tag us so that we can be excited with you. So thank you so much. And we'll tune in with you on the next episode. Bye.